Ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that the Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by the Couch Guys Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boost when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head over to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius, and I hope all of you are well and safe out there. And let's just jump right into it. We now know the final two teams who are going to face up for the Lombardi Trophy in the final game of the 2021 regular season. That's the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, when you look at, let's talk about the Rams first, because I have a few things to say about Cincinnati. We look at the Rams. When you look at the way they built this roster, they don't have a first round pick. I believe until 2024. They got Vaughn Miller. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey. They went out and got Matthew Stafford. They went out there and built, I'm not going to say super team, but they took the NBA approach. Is that they got these guys in, built to win a championship. Now, is this a Will this core be together for a while? Uh, who, who knows? But, but you have to walk away and be impressed with, with Sean McVay. He's going back to his second Super Bowl. And he's not even fourth. And you look at Matthew Stafford finally getting to the Super Bowl for all those years in Detroit. And you look at the situation with OBJ, which what, what I will say about that is this. It is easy to sit there and say, well, you know, Cleveland didn't do like, no, we're going to stop that narrative right there. Listen, OBJ was the same player he was in Cleveland that he was for the Rams. Now, people may not want to hear that, and that may not be a popular opinion. But my point is simply this. He didn't mesh with Baker Mayfield. You have to mesh with your quarterback. Like, if you look at the all-time great duos, listen, Rice to Montana, Brady to Gronk, who we'll talk about Brady, you know, in a few. You look at the greatest duo, quarterback, wide receiver duos, listen, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison. You have to have some connection. And Baker and maybe I'm not saying they were going to be those type of duos, but there was just nothing there. And it was amicable. Everybody moved on. OBJ 
playing for a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford playing for a Super Bowl. And, and at the end of the day, you just, you root for guys like that. You don't have to like OBJ. Because here's the thing. I root for them. I'll support them. Because at the end of the day, we can all pick sides on who was right, who was wrong in the whole Cleveland situation. We can do that all day. But to get to a Super Bowl, to have the chance to win a Super Bowl, it's pretty awesome given to where OBJ's season started to where it's going to end up where it's going to end. And as for Stafford, very, very hard to root against given all those years in Detroit, easily being the franchise's best quarterback in the last 50 years. He's that good. And to get this chance to win a Super Bowl, you root for him, you root for his wife, Kelly. And it's such an amazing story there. Now, I want to talk about Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati is a team that people maybe outside of outside of Cincinnati didn't think they'd be in this position. And that's why I love football. That's why I love sports. Because Cincinnati, all you got to do, Cincinnati took the mentality of, all we got to do is get in the dance and we can get there. And they did. They won their division. You know, won their first ever playoff game in 30 years, beating the Raiders. They're beating the number one seed in the Titans, which we can argue about that seeding. And then they go out and beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. And that's pretty impressive. Going to the Super Bowl for the third time in their franchise history. And what's amazing about this team, if you know you listen to the show, I love quarterbacks. <laughs> I absolutely love quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, when I watch him play, we can talk about arm strength, we can talk about mobility, we could talk about anything. But he brings something to this franchise that it hasn't had in a, in a long time. And that's swag. You know, I'm not saying Boomer didn't have any swag, but I'm not saying Carlson Palmer didn't have any swag, but he brings something different. He comes into this situation. Listen, he was at LSU, just won a national championship. Just got there smoking a cigar, you know, creating, creating a legend. He comes to Cincinnati, he gets hurt early on in his rookie, you know, rookie year. Misses a whole year, comes back and just sets franchise records. Single, you know, single season franchise record for passing yards, touchdown. That's how good he is. And you look at the talent around him, Jamar Chase. You got Joe Mixon, CJ Uzma. There's talent. A lot of these guys, 25 years or younger. Like, this is not a team where you can say this is not a it's, it's a varying contrast from what you see in the Rams, where the Rams is a very more veteran-laden team, as opposed to these Bengals, very young, young coach. It just feels with Cincinnati that we should, could we possibly be talking about them as being a potential, I'm not going to use the word dynasty, but as a team that could go on a run of success. Can we talk about the Chiefs with Mahomes? We talk about Buffalo with Josh Allen. 
I mean, look, Joe Burrow did something that only Tom Brady was able to do. And that's beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoff. So when you look at Joe Burrow, he's changed this franchise. And that to me, when you look at the line, I think they're plus, I think four and a half dogs, three and a half point dogs. But here's the thing. When I look at this team, I just, you can't simply help but to say and look at it and go, why not? They could go out and just win the whole thing. Now, am I making official predictions on this episode? Nope, you're not going to catch me yet. But what I'm conjecturing is, don't sleep on Cincinnati. This team is legit. It has long-term Hell, long-term success. When you look at that AFC North, Pittsburgh's in a, probably in a transition mode. When you look at Cleveland, things to figure out. Like, it could, it's them in Baltimore. Imagine how good the AFC North is going to be for maybe the next five to ten years. Like, that's how good it's going to be. And Cleveland can figure it out. Look how good that's going to be. Because Pittsburgh has things to figure out for. If they're going to get a quarter, that division could be very interesting for the next five to ten years for a varying number of reasons. And speaking of success and varying reasons, I can't help but before I end the segment to talk about Tom Brady. Now, I can say, tell you the numbers. You already know the numbers. All-time leader in touchdowns, passing yards, starts, Super Bowls, all of that. What Tom Brady has accomplished on the field is just equal as what he accomplished off the field. Now, will the whole thing, the Antonio Brown thing? Yeah, but that's not going to damage the totality of his legacy. Most people choose to do it that way. My biggest takeaway from Tom Brady's career is this is that he was so good for so long that how many times have we seen that a quarterback, any player, walks off and he and, and on a, in an MVP-like season and he said he walks away? Did he want the ending like John Elway did after the Super Bowl? Or Peyton Manning? Of course. But Tom Brady knew that now, especially now the season is 17 games. He'll be 45. Like, this this man has played at a high level. He's, you could argue he, he's played, he's had a Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame career post 40 years old. That's how good he is. And I think that gets lost in this shuffle when we look at his career. Like, what he did for for New England, we all know that. But when it came to his retirement, he handled it the same way he's handled everything during his career. He wanted to do it his way. We always talk about the Patriot way. But he wanted to do it the Tom Brady way, which was essentially, 
I want to announce my retirement. I don't need Adam Schefter to announce that I'm going to be the one to control the narrative. He's done that his whole career. And he had a right to do Because Tom Brady was a Hall of Famer probably five years ago. You could possibly maybe argue teams. He was in the Hall, he was a Hall of Famer. When we talk about records that may never be broken, at least maybe my children, my children's children's lifetime. That's how good he is. And his talent just it transcends sports. When you start talking about guys like Michael Jordan, when you look at Derek Jeter, you start looking at, you know, I'll even throw in Super. Because, you know, I got to support my storm and Super. To be that great for that long. It, it's absolutely amazing. And, and, and it should be celebrated. No matter how you feel about Tom Brady, his career should be celebrated. If he, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. We're not going to dispute He could go in unanimous. That's how well-respected he is. Because here's the thing. We could talk about Deflategate, but that's, once again, bumping his legacy. When you've seen quarterbacks who play past the age of 40 and never equate to the success that Tom Brady has, that's how good he is. And I want people to understand this before we transition to a break. Is this. Tom Brady's career as great as the Super Bowls were, as great as the Pro Bowls, 15-time Pro Bowl, as great as the All-Pros, what made Tom Brady Tom Brady is, is that it's not that he was the most athletic guy in the world, but he was the smartest guy on the field. That old adage, smarter, not harder. That's what Tom Brady, Tom Brady worked harder physically off the field, but on the field, cerebral, smart. The older you get, you got to start relying on, that's why I always say the quarterback's a neck up position because that's what keeps you in the league longer. Because at some point, that stuff neck and below, it's it's going to fade. So that, I think that's one of Tom Brady's lasting legacies to me. It's just, just the smarter, not harder philosophy. And kudos to him, Giselle, the kids you know, for a Hall of Fame career. Now, when we come back on the back end of this uh, this commercial, what can we say commercial yet? I wanna talk about the Royal Rumble. I wanna talk about the situation with Liz Cambridge in the WNBA. And in Brown's big picture, I wanna talk about Brian Flores and why what he's doing is important. And that's next on the Sports and the World Podcast. The Sports and the World Podcast is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, 
and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue by a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. Go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast a part of your day. I'm Ladarius, and I hope all of you are well and safe out there. And let's just jump right into it. We now know the final two teams. We're going to face up for the Lombardi Trophy in the final game of the 2021 regular season. That's the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, when you look at, let's talk about the Rams first, because I have a few things to say about Cincinnati. We look at the Rams. When you look at the way they built this roster, they don't have a first round pick. I believe until 2024, they got Vaughn Miller. They went out and got Jalen Ramsey. They went out and got Matthew Stafford. They went out there and built, I'm not gonna say super team, but they took the NBA approach is that they got these guys in built to win a championship. Now, is this a, will this core be together for a while? Uh, who, who knows? But, but you have to walk away and be impressed with, with Sean McVay. He's going back to a second Super Bowl and he's not even four. And you look at Matthew Stafford finally getting to the Super Bowl for all those years in Detroit. And you look at the situation with OBJ, which what, what I will say about that is this. It is easy to sit there and say, well, you know, Cleveland didn't do like, no, we're gonna stop that narrative right there. Listen, OBJ was the same player he was in Cleveland that he was for the Rams. Now, people may not wanna hear that, and that may not be a popular opinion, but my point is simply this. He didn't mesh with Baker Mayfield. You have to mesh with your quarterback. Like if you look at the all-time great duos, listen, Rice to Montana, Brady to Gronk, who we'll talk about Brady, you know, in a few. You look at the greatest duo, quarterback, wide receiver duos, listen, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison. You have to have some connection. And Baker and Mayfield, I'm not saying they were going to be those type of duos, but there was just nothing there. And it was amicable. Everybody moved on. OBJ playing for a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford playing for a Super Bowl. And, and at the end of the day, you just, you root for guys like that. You don't have to like OBJ. Because here's the thing. I root for him. I'll support him. Because at the end of the day, we can all pick sides on who was right, who was wrong in the whole Cleveland situation. We can do that all day. But to get to a Super Bowl, to have the chance to win a Super Bowl, it's 
pretty awesome given to where OBJ season started to where it's, it, it's going to end up where it's going to end. And as for Stafford, very, very hard to root against given all those years in Detroit, easily being the, the franchise's best quarterback in the last 50 years. He's that good. And to get this chance to win a Super Bowl, you root for him, you root for his wife, Kelly. And it's such an amazing story there. Now, I want to talk about Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati is a team that people maybe outside of outside of Cincinnati didn't think they'd be in this position. And that's why I love football. That's why I love sports. Because Cincinnati, all you got to do, Cincinnati took the mentality of, all we got to do is get in the dance and we can get there. And they did. They won their division. You know, won their first ever playoff game in 30 years, beating the Raiders. They're beating the number one seed in the Titans, which we can argue about that seeding. And then they go out and beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. And that's pretty impressive going to the Super Bowl for the third time in their franchise history. And what's amazing about this team, if you know you listen to the show, I love quarterbacks. <laughs> I absolutely love quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, when I watch him play, we can talk about arm strength, we can talk about mobility, we can talk about anything. But he brings something to this franchise that it hasn't had in a, in a long time. And that's swag. You know, I'm not saying Boomer didn't have any swag, but I'm not saying Carson Palmer didn't have any swag, but he brings something different. He comes into this situation. Listen, he was at LSU, just won a national championship. Just got there smoking a cigar. You know, creating, creating a legend. He comes to Cincinnati, he gets hurt early on his rookie, you know, rookie year. Misses a whole year, comes back and just sets franchise records. Single, you know, single season franchise record for passing yards, touch. That's how good he is. And you look at the talent around him, Jamar Chase. You got Joe Mixon, CJ Uzma. There's talent. A lot of these guys, 25 years or younger. Like, this is not a team where you can say this is not a it's, it's a varying contrast from what you see in the Rams, where the Rams is a very more veteran-laden team, as opposed to these Bengals, very young, young coach. It just feels with Cincinnati that we should, could we possibly be talking about them as being a potential, I'm not gonna use the word dynasty, but as a team that could go on a run of success. Can we talk about the Chiefs with Mahomes? We talk about Buffalo with Josh Allen. I mean, look, Joe Burrow did something that only Tom Brady was able to do. And that's beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoff. So when you look at Joe Burrow, he's changed this franchise. And that to me, when you look at the line, I think they're plus. I think four and a half dogs, three and a half point dog. But 
here's the thing. When I look at this team, I just, you can't simply help but to say, and look at it and go, why not? They could go out and just win the whole thing. Now, am I making official crew predictions on this episode? Nope, you're not gonna catch me in that. But what I'm conjecturing is, don't sleep on Cincinnati. This team is legit. It has long-term, it has long-term success. When you look at that AFC North, Pittsburgh's in a, probably in a transition mode. When you look at Cleveland, things to figure out. Like, it could, it's them and Baltimore. Imagine how good the AFC North is going to be for maybe the next five to 10 years. Like, that's how good it's going to be. And Cleveland can figure it out. Look how good that's going to be. Because Pittsburgh has things to figure out quarter. If they're going to get a quarter, that division could be very interesting for the next five to 10 years for a varying number of reasons. And speaking of success and varying reasons, I can't help but before I end the segment to talk about Tom Brady. Now, I can say, tell you the numbers. You already know the numbers. All-time leader in touchdowns, passing yards, starts, Super Bowls, all of that. What Tom Brady has accomplished on the field is just equal as what he accomplished off the field. Now, will the whole thing, the Antonio Brown thing, yeah, but that's not going to damage the totality of his legacy. Most people choose to do it that way. My biggest takeaway from Tom Brady's career is this. Is that he was so good for so long that how many times have we seen that a quarterback, any player, walks off and he and, and on a, in an MVP-like season and he said he walks away. Did he want the ending like John Elway did after the Super Bowl? Or Peyton Manning? Of course. But Tom Brady knew that now, especially now the season is 17 games. He'll be 45. Like, this, this man has played at a high level. He's, you could argue he, he's played, he's had a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame career post 40 years old that's how good he is and I think that gets lost in this shuffle when we look at his career like what he did for for New England we all know that but when it came to his retirement he handled it the same way he's handled everything during his career he wanted to do it his way we always talk about the Patriot way. But he wanted to do it the Tom Brady way, which was essentially, I want to announce my retirement. I don't need Adam Schefter to announce it. I'm going to be the one to control the narrative. He's done that his whole career. And he had a right to do it. Because Tom Brady was a Hall of Famer probably five years ago. You could possibly maybe argue 10 years. He was, in a, hall, he was a Hall of Famer. When we talk about records that may never be broken, at least maybe my children, my children's children's lifetime, 
that's how good he is. And his talent just it transcends sports. When you start talking about guys like Michael Jordan, when you look at Derek Jeter, you start looking at, you know, I'll even throw in Super. Because, you know, I got to support my storm in Super. To be that great for that long. It's absolutely amazing, and, and and it should be celebrated. No matter how you feel about Tom Brady, his career should be celebrated. If he he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. We're not going to dispute. He could go in unanimous. That's how well respected he is. Because here's the thing: we could talk about Deflategate, but that's once again bumping his legacy. When you've seen quarterbacks who play past the age of 40 and never equate to the success that Tom Brady has. That's how good he is. And I want people to understand this before we transition to a break. Is this. Tom Brady's career, as great as the Super Bowls were, as great as the Pro Bowls, 15-time Pro Bowl, as great as the All-Pros, what made Tom Brady Tom Brady is, is that it's not that he was the most athletic guy in the world, but he was the smartest guy on the field. The old adage, smarter, not harder. That's what Tom Brady, Tom Brady worked harder physically off the field, but on the field, cerebral, smart. The older you get, you got to start relying on, that's why I always say the quarterback's a neck up position because that's what keeps you in the league longer. Because at some point, that stuff neck and below, it's it's gonna fade. So that, I think that's one of Tom Brady's lasting legacies to me. It's just this the smarter, not harder philosophy. And kudos to him, Giselle, the kids, you know, for a Hall of Fame career. Now, when we come back on the back end of this uh, this commercial, what can we say commercial? I want to talk about the Royal Rumble. I want to talk about the situation with Liz Cambridge in the WNBA. And in Brown's big picture, I want to talk about Brian Flores and why what he's doing is important. And that's next on the Sports and the World Podcast. 